Hi, teacherpreneur friends. We're back and Jess is chowing down on some apple, like a giant apple as big as her head. Check us out on YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel. We're trying to grow our presence on YouTube. Um, so please go look at that. And uh, today, oh my gosh, your hair is adorable, by the way, Jess. Today, you guys all have to go check us out on YouTube to see Jess's adorable teacher hair. We are talking about five tips and actually maybe more, um, thanks to ChatGPT, uh, tips, five tips for uh, teacherpreneurs who are still in the classroom and they are trying to grow their business part-time. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw, unfiltered, real. Let's get started. By the way, if you're on YouTube, every time that we pause and do Namaste, it's uh, it's it's just for podcasting editing purposes. <laughs> That's when our our fun intro starts uh, and our little music. So. Anyways, okay, do you want to talk about the first tip, Jess? I can't even remember what it is. Let's look at our outline. Oh, this one is triggering for me. So why don't you talk about it and then I'll talk about it. Okay, let me go back to the outline so I can see it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. Setting time goals. So here's what I was thinking with this one is, and the first one I worded this because we were brainstorming these topics just yesterday. And when I was thinking about it, I was just kind of thinking about, Shelly Reese has this course for teacherpreneurs and she talks about using little, little tiny snippets of your day that you can still do things. Like if you only have 15 minutes before school, you could do a little something on your business in those 15 minutes, or maybe you only have 10 minutes until you have to go pick your kids up somewhere. You could be doing something for your business in those 10 minutes. Like you don't have to just sit down and plug away for four, five, 10 hour chunks on your business. You can chunk it throughout the day, um, little tiny, you know, chunks of time and still get a, like have a huge impact on your business. And that always kind of stuck with me because I am a lot of times I'm like, well, what day am I going to work on my business? Am I going to sit at my computer all day, Saturday morning and not do anything fun? And then just just work away at my, at my laptop. Well, it's kind of a, you know, you don't have to do that. A lot of teacherpreneurs, they do, they just, they work all night on their computers or all weekend. You could find a way to balance your time. And I think that was kind of triggering for Amanda because she does tend to be sort of a workaholic. I can call you that, right, Amanda? Like you get too involved in your work and you don't have any free time or you don't set yourself aside any relaxation time or leisure time, right? That's because I love working on my business. I am very passionate about it. And so I'm not someone that, that 
doesn't put in the time, you know, I th- I know there are people out there that are listening that maybe have a hard time sitting down and getting things done for their business. Uh, that's not me. And maybe there's someone listening, but I feel like I'm taking this, this tip uh, maybe a little differently. So for me, I'm thinking this would be a great way to limit my, the amount that I'm working on it. So if I decide I want to work on my business five hours a week, for example, and I can figure out when like those little windows of time are and just designate that time and shut it down when it's not that time. And so it's helpful for people who maybe procrastinate, but it's also helpful for people who are workaholics. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking, how we were going to kind of be TPT accountability buddies, like both me and Amanda, we work on several different businesses and parts of our businesses all the time. And a lot of times we're not really focused on teachers pay teachers. So I was thinking, although teachers pay teachers consistently makes us money every month, a lot of times we're not, yeah, a lot of times we're not very focused on that because we're kind of you know, we're darting all over the place. We're exploring many passions, right? We like to explore many passions. So what I was thinking personally, and we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago for us, is we should really carve out certain, you know, hours of the week just for teachers pay teachers since we do get so sidetracked or we're doing other things since teachers pay teachers has made us uh, a nice little comfortable passive income. It only makes sense to keep on investing in building our teachers pay teacher stores. But it's that it's one of those things that we both do struggle with um, keeping up because we have so many other passions. And sometimes other passions are just more fun or exciting than just plugging away at a teachers pay teachers product or fixing little things in our store. And I think that's just because we like to be transparent on the show. I mean, this is, we're telling all, and this is where we're at in our, our businesses right now. Yeah. I do procrastinate when it comes to teachers pay teachers. Like I had some grand goals about, uh, taking my huge products and breaking them up. And I did really well with that for a few months. (laughs) And actually it was crazy. I'm in YDP And all of those little tiny products that I created in those few months are doing very well. (laughs) Really? So your idea is a hit, but you haven't executed the whole thing out yet. No. And so, yeah, I'm, and even in my head, I'm thinking I do, and I still haven't followed through with making time for teachers pay teachers, but I've been going through a lot recently. So I've been really kind of stepping back from work a little bit and trying to take care of myself and my family. Uh, and I think that's actually a tip right there. Like be okay with putting it aside sometimes when you're feeling overwhelmed or burned out uh, or you're going through something really hard, you know, cause teaching is so draining. And so you have to, when you're doing it full time, uh, allow yourself that space to just, put it on hold for a little while. Um, and I'm okay with that because I do think that you really need a lot of support and you need a lot of 
um, good people around you. And I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here to be able to teach full-time and have a side business. Um, yeah. So what's our next? Do we, do we want to look at number two? Let's go see what it is. Number two. Oh, this is the, the best business advice I think I ever got. And it's kind of like whatever business you're into, whatever you do as your side hustle. I think this is sort of something that you're going to hear a lot, but maybe you haven't, you know, you haven't gone to a bunch of conferences like we have. I mean, that's one reason that we started this, this little show so we could share the things that we've learned that have really worked for us. But I got this tip so many years ago and it was basically to use like time that you could multitask. So we're looking at time you could multitask with listening, like driving, cleaning, doing, you know, kind of mindless chores or working out. You could be listening to audiobooks and podcasts and learning new things that could help grow your business. I mean, it's like free education, the world of podcasts. It's like a free university out there of information from people. And maybe right now that's what you're doing. You could be listening to this podcast and multitasking. That's wonderful. But you can also, I I have kind of gone a little bit astray from a lot of podcasts. I'm listening to more audiobooks now because I feel like I get a lot out of an audiobook. It's like a complete story, but it is like the same as a podcast. It's just some of that interaction is gone. I learn a lot from both though. A lot of them, every time I listen for a good half an hour, and I've been doing it as I'm falling asleep at night, like before bed, I'll be, uh, my husband likes to watch TikToks before he falls asleep and they're very annoying <laughs> because they're like every 30 seconds, it's a new little noise. And so I got noise canceling headphones and now I am listening to different podcasts and audiobooks. And I used to just kind of play on my phone. I used to scroll social media, kind of do the same thing he was doing, but I wasn't on TikTok. And I used to just, I don't know, I guess just sort of daydream a little bit. I didn't really have like this bedroom routine where I was like, oh, I'm going to, I know some people journal and I think that's really therapeutic and helpful, but I'm really enjoying like maybe like a half an hour each night before I go to bed, I'm listening to an audiobook and I get so much out of it. I used to commute like 40, 40 minutes. I was in the car each day. So I would be getting my audiobook time during my commute, but now I don't have a commute. I only work a mile from my house. So like I'm fine, but I'm missing that time I was spending in the car listening and learning. I kind of miss that now. So anyway, I, I just think it's a good idea. And I, I know that you listen to a lot of podcasts and you had some good ones, some good tips from your podcast this week. Do you want to yeah. share? Yeah. Well, that's all I did yesterday. I uh, was in my yard. It's just a happy place for me, weeding and I had Aria outside with me and we found this really cool like salamander um, and we were digging for like bugs to feed the salamander. But I was listening to a podcast I just discovered and I love it because I'm really into listening to stuff about ADHD because I was just diagnosed with ADHD like a month ago. And um, and it's been life changing discovering that I have ADHD and I think we should definitely do a whole episode about that. But uh, it's called The Driven Woman with Diane Wingert. And she is wonderful. And she's a coach for uh, women entrepreneurs 
who may have ADHD or not, uh, but she's amazing. And yeah, I, I have um, wireless headphones that I listen. And I, sometimes I have on my laptop, I'll connect my headphones to my laptop. I love Bluetooth and I'll uh, listen to courses or even like YouTube channels. Like I'm really into this YouTube channel, uh, the healthy gamer. He's so good. Uh, He's a psychiatrist, I think who studied at Harvard. I think he's, yeah. And he's so smart and down to earth and he's doing a lot of good, uh, I think for, for kids and adults uh, who are neurodivergent and just lots of really great information, but I know not everyone can listen to this stuff. You know, like I've talked to people who they can't pay attention. Like they're just not an odd, I'm an auditory learner. I mean, it's just, I'm very good at paying attention to audio, but some people can't. So I don't know. What what do you think? Like, this isn't really a tip for someone who maybe can't pay attention and do the dishes at the same time to an audio book. Yeah. And I mean, I used to listen to music all the time during that time. I still have my music time, right? So yeah, it's definitely not a tip for everyone, but it was just a tip that I was like, and I, I feel like teachers as a whole, and I think I've read some stuff on this, how the teaching profession attracts people that are traditionally good at school, or at least like going to school and like taking classes. Mm-hmm. So I think in order to like school and go to school and take classes and learn more, unfortunately, you know, you're kind of forced to listen. So I think that teachers are good listeners, but I understand some people out there, it might not be for them, you know, and then that's just, you know, that's not a tip that'll work for you, but well, here's here's one that might work. Can I talk about the next one? So this is tip number three. Tip number three is embrace new technologies. For example, chat GPT. So you can actually like, if you have a problem in your business, you can ask ChatGPT for advice. You know, like if you want to learn something, you can ask ChatGPT for advice. And we actually asked ChatGPT, um, I asked, what did I say? I think I asked the question, what are some tips you can give a teacherpreneur who is still teaching full time and wants to grow her business? That's what I asked. And chat GPT within a minute cranked out pretty much everything we're going to talk about in this episode, but more. So I don't want to read everything, but the first thing is um, set clear goals, um, identify what you want to achieve and mention smart goals to help you stay focused and motivated, manage your time wisely Uh, balancing a full-time teaching job and growing a business can be challenging. So you need to prioritize, set aside time, specific times, create a schedule. Uh, One thing that's not on our list that ChatGPT came up with was leverage social media. So it can be a very powerful tool for branding and promoting your business. Oh, I'm going to stop because the rest, I think we are going to talk about. So ChatGPT actually 
copied us. <laughs> yeah, Chat GPT really nailed it this time. They really we wrote a list of five or six things and we asked Chat GPT and they it was pretty similar the five or six things we didn't mention social media because I think right now we're both feeling a little yuck on social media. We're not like loving social media right now. But um everything else was like an, an exact match. It was crazy. <laughs> Well, with social media, I feel like a lot of people need to expand their idea of what social media is because I think teacherpreneurs think it's Instagram, it's Facebook, but it's also podcasting. It's also Google, <laughs> you know, like just Google and SEO could be considered social media. So if you're if you're blogging and that that is social media, in my opinion, um, or even like YouTube. So I think we need to like expand our definition of what social media is um, because like those things count too, right? So we are doing social media. We're doing it right now, like having a podcast. Um, and I don't think many people think of, of social media in that way. So just wanted to bring that up. Okay. I love our next one. Um, do you want to? I'm not on the sheet. So you read it. What okay. Um, don't listen to the gurus who tell you all these things. And I actually have a story about this. So I think it was 2018. Uh, and when I say the gurus, should I name names or what do you think? I mean, there's so many gurus because there's gurus in the teachers pay teachers world, but then there's the, the gurus you listen to in the TPT world are listening to gurus in the, um, uh, the marketing world right mm -hmm. in the media marketing uh social media marketing world there's even a conference called social media marketing world oh wow hmm. yeah it's a really big one but I mean those people get a lot of their ideas it kind of like their ideas sprinkle down and so there are some really big business gurus that um, give advice that sort of everyone listens to and respects that advice and we've had a lot of juicy conversations about these people the last couple of weeks, I think. But yeah, tell us what you, tell us your, was it a revelation kind of? I just, or? Sometimes I think we get so convinced of these people because their sales pages are so convincing and we, we believe them. We think, yes, this is it. This is the answer. This is going to make me money. If I just do X, Y, Z, if I just follow their, their formula from beginning to end, it will work. And it's not always true. You know, like it might not work for you. It might not work for that time period, you know, because teaching is so seasonal. Um, there's just so many factors uh, involved in like their system, like quote unquote, working for you. And that's actually why I love this new podcast I discovered, because she talks a lot about that, the driven woman, and how, um, how you you have to really build your business around your own strengths, and like, really get clear on why are you doing this? You know, and like, who are you? What are your gifts? And, um, you know, and I think a lot of us go into this because we're passionate about it, but we're not marketers, you know, we're, <laughs> we're not salespeople, we're just teachers. 
And so my story is in 2018, I signed up, I threw down thousands of dollars um, for a program and I won't name names. Uh, and I very much still respect this person. And I, I know that a lot of the things that these gurus are telling us work and can work for many people and can, and worked for them, you know, and I don't think most of these people are just out to make money. I think they truly do help um, people who don't know what they're doing. But I think a lot of times they they portray it as simple. And if you just follow my formula, you will be successful. You know, and I think that's a little untrue <laughs> because I did follow this person's formula to a T. You know, I really, I did every single thing that this person told me to do. And by the end of it, I was so burned out and so tired because I was already teaching full time. So I went into it 2018. I signed up in the summer and I just totally just followed everything that summer. I worked so hard. And then I went into the school year with a full time teaching job and a full-time business. So I had listened to this person and it got me in deep water because I had a full-time business too. And so I was juggling way too much and I was taking my business way too seriously at that point on top of teaching full-time, on top of all the things as a, you know, a mother and a wife and I burned myself out. And I realize now that I just bit way more off than I could chew, you know? So like making these big investments, going all in, I just think we have to be careful uh, with ourselves. So what do you think? Yeah. And, uh, oh man, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay. <laughs> One, I think that a lot of these, these people are marketing gurus and they're selling you their marketing tips to so you can then sell more marketing tips right like it's like this weird it's like this weird cycle where they're like if you pay a lot of money for my tips then you could sell your own tips for a lot of money and then the next people you sell to could sell their tips for my it's like it gets really weird in marketing getting advice from other people because what works for one person doesn't necessarily always work for another and i think also as teacherpreneurs like maybe we we can see people very clearly who are very successful, maybe more successful than us. And then we want to be like that person and, or we want what they have. Like there's always that grass is always greener kind of story that is peddled in this small business marketing world. And everyone's always chasing what's next and they want that next big thing. And I just think that every business is different. Just like every student in our classroom is different and needs a different approach and needs a different, you know, uh, way of learning, like adapts differently to a classroom environment and maybe needs a little tweak on how you're talking to that person. Like everyone, I think your businesses need that too. They need like a personalized approach and you don't really get a personalized approach in these sales funnels. And then I think they end up taking more time 
away from your business. Like even though they convince you that you're growing your business and if you do X, Y, Z, really you're just kind of following their formula and you're doing a bunch of their homework and then you're falling into more sales traps from them and you're spending, sooner or later you start spending more time on their courses and their sales pages than you do your own. And I think that's where it's like a slippery slope is how do you, how do you take a little bit of advice, improve your business, you know, and keep working on your business? It's really hard. And so I, and I also just think one thing you told me a while ago really stuck with me that has to do with this is like, I had asked you, we had reconnected last summer and I think I had asked you like, how did you um, you know, like, how did you get like this? You, you did have quite some, some growth in your business. Like you kind of found a strategy that worked and you had told me it wasn't until you hired a business coach that you really got it. Yep. So like, and what does a business coach do? That's like individual attention for you. Like that's a, like a personalized one-on-one. And I think we both kind of like this idea now of business coaches a little bit more than a one size fits all course like in a box yeah yeah no and and that I will name drop Kelly Wise is so wise I love her and she's has the biggest heart and I just she taught me so much and a, and a lot of what she knows is uh through James Wedmore she was actually on his podcast and uh she had made a lot of money um with with one webinar launch or and so i learned about how to create sales funnels specifically uh webinar sales funnels and growing a membership through webinars what i've learned since is uh i've i've just learned a lot about myself um, through all of this. And I don't regret any of it, you know, even though I really burned myself out. Um, I've learned that, you know, I really get very excited, very easily <laughs> about things. And I have to be careful with that. Like I have to be careful with myself because I can jump into something and overwork and burn myself out. And, um, and webinars, are a lot to organize all on your own to, to design a, a sales funnel for it, all the emails, the sales page, the actual webinar, the post emails, and it's very draining. And it's, you know, and like I have RSD, rejection sensitivity dysphoria. I am very, very hypersensitive to other people's opinions of me. And now that I'm aware of it, like I, I'm more careful with my sensitivities, you know? And like, I'm, I, um, but like doing webinars, that's like really putting yourself out there. And, and it is very draining. And there have been times when I've uh, broken out in hives. Like one time I, I, before a webinar, um, I broke out in hives and like during the webinar, I had hives all over my, my face. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, a little nervous. And I mean, everyone loves me during the webinars because they just I'm very authentic, you know, and and very enthusiastic. And people are always like, thank you. Um, and I do enjoy them, but I just have to be careful about it. Um, 
you know, and do it when I'm really like centered and peaceful and like, you know, not overworking myself. And, and I was like doing a webinar every month, you know, and, and it works, it makes you money, you know, but it's so much work. And I think teacherpreneurs got to be careful about overworking themselves and like, you know, making sure they're prioritizing other things like their family and exercise and just relaxing, you know? Yeah. And I think that was kind of the point of this list is that a lot of people, they have trouble finding time to work on what works for them and they can get easily sidetracked on other paths. And it's not saying the other paths don't work, but don't fool yourself that they're easier than you're just plugging away at your teacher's pay teacher store, right? Don't fool yourself that like, oh, well, this looks way easier because this is only a couple steps. I can do it. Or this person is, I mean, everyone trying to convince you to do that stuff is trying to get you in their sales funnel. And sometimes, you know, it, it, it might not be exactly what you need for your business at the time, right? Well, like, I know a lot of teacherpreneurs also, they spend a lot of time creating a product, they upload it, and then no one buys it. And I think that's super sad, too. Um, and so I think, yeah, that that's rough. And I've done that. I have many products that no one has ever bought. And I've spent a lot of time on them. So I wonder, <laughs> maybe we should do an episode about that. Like, how do you make sure that you're building a product that people actually want? You know, that's really hard because sometimes with the TPT algorithm now, it can be kind of hit or miss. You could do like everything that someone tells you to do and it still might not be enough sometimes. Well, I think we need to remember too. here's my answer to that question. When when a teacher is on Teachers Pay Teachers, they're usually desperate and they need something that's going to be quick and easy and fun. And I think any product that's like that is probably going to do well. And that's the platform, you know, and for me, like a unit or something for me, uh, you know, I have a teacher's free teacher store. I think I have like 160 products, maybe like 150 products, but I'm just going to be honest with you as a full-time teacher. I teach 27 classes a week. I teach kindergarten through fifth grade. I don't, I have not made enough curriculum on my own to keep those people happy. So I teach 700 students on any given week. That's a lot of people that I am trying to juggle and work with each week and make sure that my hour with them goes smoothly. And I have personally, in the last 10 years, I have bought 1,500 Teachers Pay Teachers products. That's how many are in my library. And I mean, I do often go on, go in and I have kind of an idea of like what I want that day. But sometimes I do go and search like, you know, quick, easy. And a lot of the the craziest thing that I do is that a lot of the things that I buy are things I could easily make. Like things I could easily make myself, but because of my workload, my workload is so insane that I have like 
27 classes, three tutoring groups. So I have 30 classes a week, no breaks in between the classes, not even a minute for passing period. I mean, there's no passing period. When I finish my one hour lesson, my next class is lined up at the door waiting to come in wow. while I'm trying to get the other class to leave. And I really do like, so I, I can relate to not only the buying side, but like, also the creator side, right? Like so I've had a teacher's pay teacher store for many years, but I do end up buying a little bit more each month than I, you know, not that, that I sell. I sell a lot more than I end up buying, but I do buy a lot of products every month because it's, it is kind of a bonkers profession. So, I mean, and this is why I think like we really can't have too many TPT products. Like I think some people think, well, maybe I shouldn't be continually working on teachers pay teachers, but I'm telling you as someone that owns 1500 products, that is crazy to me like I'm like what is wrong with me why do I keep doing this but You're like good. I need them so bad I need certain things so 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 well, bad so even though I like, create all my own curriculum in my library I still need teachers by teachers so that's I mean there is a need out there it just might be tweaking some things you know in your products to make people find it easier. That's what I think the real thing is. Make people like me, who's a creator myself, who still needs stuff to find the stuff easier. I think that's where it's at. Like, yeah, do you mean like SEO, like keywords and stuff, like being being mindful and smart about the keywords you're using? Your I would say when I audit, because I had I had a side business auditing people's stores and I still occasionally get customers. I get like one or two people a year who find this really old blog post from 10 years ago when I was a TPT store auditor and they still, they'll hire me. And I'm like, sure, I can go in and look at your TPT store and tell you what I do different. And usually 90% of the time, I just find that people's titles are not very searchable for what teachers are searching. Yeah. I think it's the SEO 1000% of the time. I'm just like, why would anyone get on and search that? It's just, uh, and it's just, I think it's hard when you're creating things like you might be really passionate. One of my, one of my clients was a music teacher and they were creating like these reports, like these um, like projects of different musicians. And I was just thinking, I didn't even know who some of the musicians were. Like I would never search those names. But if I had to sub in a music class, which I have had to do as the librarian, right? If I had to go and sub in a music room and I need a lesson really quick, I kind of know what I would type to look for, you know, fun, easy, quick music lesson, second grade, bam. And those are the lessons that I buy on Teachers Pay Teachers. And that's the advice that I gave to this particular store. Um, you know, there was some cover issues you know, not being able to see certain things on the cover, understanding what it was, but it's mainly like the, the, the title, it wasn't coming up in any of the searches because sometimes I think people can be a little too specific because they're passionate about what they're, what they're selling. And I think there's a, there's some people making the mistake of being too broad, you know, and then there's some people making the mistake of being a little too specific. You want that just right bite. Um, and that's what I do, you know, when I was doing my TPT store audits is I would give people recommendations for their just right bite, which is funny is I got a apple next to me on YouTube. Which I think there could be a bite taken out of it. I'm not really sure. It could just be the way the light's hitting it. But anyway, I feel like we've gone really off track. Okay. But that's okay. 
It's fine. Number five, do we want to end with our fifth tip for part-time teacherpreneurs? Yes. Okay. I'll say it. it is join a teacherpreneur community. And there are lots of them out there. Some of them are a little divisive and like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of some of them. Um, I think I know which ones you're talking about. Yeah. I just think some of them can get so negative. Um, so I think we should add a positive, kind um, teacherpreneur community and Voxer. I love Voxer. I, I keep, I feel like I have multiple people that I talk to on Voxer that are teacherpreneurs. Um, and so, you know, downloading the Voxer app, uh, going to Teachers Pay Teachers conferences to meet other fellow teacherpreneur friends. I just, I think that having teacherpreneur friends is really, really important. Um, and it kind of happens naturally. And, and, and Jess, do you want to talk about this as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. I actually <laughs> talk to all a lot of my buddies. Uh, I talk to them. I have a lot. I have a huge group of teacherpreneur friends on Instagram. We just have a group chat. Mm-hmm. And then Boxer and then Marco Polo is like a video app. And me, even me and you have talked on Marco Polo, I think, a while ago. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I did meet my first Teachers Pay Teachers buddies. I met some through the forums and I heard they're redoing the forums because IXL has purchased uh, Teachers Pay Teachers. And one thing on their to-do list is make better forums. So my very first friends I met on the TPT forums, something that you can go look up. Um, and then going to the Teachers Pay Teachers conferences, I'm still like my first buddy ever. Like we hang out at almost every conference still and we're Facebook friends and we we've hung out in real life. Um, you are you know who she is, Lopez. Susan Lopez. Oh, I love yeah. Lopez. I met her at my first TPT conference before anyone like before I before anyone even knew that I was like whimsical teacher or I had an online presence, like I might have even still been my first store name was the word girl. That was my first TPT store. So I might have even been in that phase. I don't remember. It was like seven years ago. I met I met Lopez and we're still buddies, right? Can I and, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, social media is a place to find friends too, because we met on Periscope. And I was like obsessed with you. I thought you were so awesome because you had like the funniest, we would watch other people's periscopes and you were hilarious. And I would like, I was just like, this girl is, I like her. Like I want, I want to be friends with her. I I got a tip once. Can we be friends? I got this tip for like, how do you meet teacherpreneur friends? And someone gave me the tip, go to accounts that you like. Or like activities you like, Twitter chats, back then it was Periscope, Instagram posts or TikTok posts, and start seeing who's commenting things that you like what they're saying. Like those are your people. Like if you're drawn to the same accounts and you're both commenting on the same people, and maybe those people don't even notice you, right? Because usually those people are going to be kind of popular and people are commenting on their stuff and And those are your people, though, the people in the comments of people that you like or people that you watch and follow are the people that should be your peers, because they're also drawn to those personalities for a reason or that video or even YouTube comments, social media comments. Um, Look at the comment section. And a lot of times you're going to find people that would be your best business partners. 
And I, that's probably how I did meet a lot of my buddies on social media is yeah. through the comment section. The comments. Yeah. Well, and I want to wrap up and just say that if you're listening to this podcast, you're in our teacherpreneur community. I know we haven't met, we haven't talked yet. Um, but you know, if you're someone who's listening and I know we have, you know, I look at our analytics and we do have regular listeners and you're in our community and we have been talking a lot. We're being very careful about how much we're taking on, um, because just recording these episodes and planning them, I mean, it's super fun and that's why we're doing it, but it takes time. Right. And we have been, you know, talking a lot about bringing our podcast listeners together in some form or another. So keep listening because we'll announce when we have kind of a something, we have something in the works, but like I said, we're being careful because Jess is very overwhelmed right now with her job. Obviously she's got a lot on her plate. (laughs) I have a lot on my plate. So, but, but in the future, we are definitely thinking about creating a community for our podcast listeners. So keep listening. Yeah. And I think both of our, like, if we had a dream in life, we would love to get people together so they can find, you know, mastermind groups and teacherpreneur friends and, you know, business acquaintances. And just like that human connection piece that is so missing in digital businesses sometimes, like when you have digital products and you're online, sometimes you're missing that human connection. Like I think about it, like, you know, in, in the in the olden days, you think about people setting up little mom and pop grocery stores and people on a street, you know, setting up businesses and how those people must have been, you know, acquaintances and friends and like in a network and in a neighborhood. Like, I think our ultimate goal would be having like our own neighborhood of teacherpreneur frenzies, right? That are like, you know, like people that like you, you have a community, you have people that you can talk to because it can be very isolating being an online entrepreneur. And yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying what's coming. I'm just saying that if it's one of our dreams, obviously it'll happen someday. Obviously. And I, yeah. And I, I want, I want to, I mean, and I think this happens naturally in businesses where you attract people who are similar you know, and I just, I'm very attracted to people who are authentic and who are kind of weird and who, you know, are themselves and and funny, you know, like I just, and if that's you and you're listening, then I want to meet you because I really like people like that. Yeah. Like you. Well, I really like you, Amanda. Aww, okay. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up. We've been talking yeah. forever. All right. Toodles. Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever.